The ProAct know-how. Hi, this is the ProAct Sam. Welcome to this live webinar. I am late. I've got this office clock that uh, is is terminally late, and I'm I'm watching that, I'm watching that to get myself started on time. I think I'm started on time, but clearly, as we know, it was eight minutes uh, late. What can you do? Uh, we're running a, a Twitter space uh, at, at the moment as well. So if you can't join us online live, um, you, obviously you can rewatch by subscribing to YouTube channel uh, below. But if you can't join us live, you can always join us um, uh, uh, and, and listen <clears throat> on Twitter to the Twitter space. Um, and, and, and thank you for that. If you've got any questions, you can leave them uh, in the live chat and we'll, we'll try and answer those for you. I'm a bit short on, on production assistance today, God bless them. Um, but it's a mountain that we'll climb today and, and we'll deal with it ourselves. What we're looking at here is, is a slightly different topic because ProAct deal with expats living and working abroad, uh, which is um, a, a wonderful thing. It can be expats that are living in the UK or outside the UK in the EU. We've done a great residency series over the last uh, three months looking at that in, in more detail. But what we wanted to do is, is, is as the start of the spring comes uh, with the correct start of a, a new tax year, then we'll start to discussing those issues here while wrapping up on our residence. So subscribe to our YouTube channel if you want to see more about uh, uh, the, the, the residency issues for expats living and working abroad, at YouTube living and working abroad, or uh, you can also uh, subscribe um, uh, and, and follow, watch later, leave your comments and we will get back to you. Okay, so today what we're looking at is, is, is the, the upcoming changes to, to pensions. Now everybody's got a state pension. Post-Brexit, things change quite radically because uh, the, the UK is no longer fully aligned to the um, EU uh, social insurance and healthcare agreements. Uh, we've seen some movement recently uh, with updating of, of the Northern Ireland protocol, uh, but essentially the, the UK is a third country to the EU and this affects residents, um, but doesn't affect your right to visa-free travel. And uh, on a slightly different basis, country by country, the pension rights change as well. Um, so as an independent country, um, it, you could have a right to a UK state pension. However, you have to contribute into the system and, and, and to, to get a benefit. Now, some of these rules apply to different countries around the world. And we, we will have a look um, at next time at how uh, pension benefits through social insurance contributions can be paid uh, for expats living and working abroad. But if you are a tax resident and working in a country uh, with a social insurance system, then you've got that obligation to pay into that. And that does include uh, America, Canada, Australia, and in Europe. Other countries may not have the equivalent of a social insurance system, but they may not let you be a tax resident. If you're a nomad moving between countries without being properly settled in, in one, then your tax resident is where you do the work and where you potentially have a liability to social insurance or not. Um, so we're looking at pensions today. 
um, uh, and, and state pension specifically. So looking at the UK, so if you join, if an expat goes to the UK and they contribute for 10 years or more into the UK NHS system, then you potentially have a UK state pension benefit. Uh, but if you're a UK citizen, you also have to contribute into the citizen uh, system. You don't automatically get that, that state pension. So it is linked to national insurance tax or national insurance contributions, depending on how you, how you see them. So that's something that needs to be done. And it's changed a number of times over the last 20 years uh, with, with uh, different chancellors, different governments raiding the piggy bank, using the pot of money um, to, to, to fund that. Uh, but at, at the moment, and for the last few years, the politicians have made the UK state pension a very attractive proposition because it is ring-fenced and it, it, it's indexed in line with inflation or prices, whichever is higher. So it's been a very, very good um, uh, inflation-proofed source of some income over, over the last uh, 20 years. It's, in fact, uh, going to be over £10,000 a year from for full pension from um, uh, April 23. Um, so it's a, a significant income. Uh, whether you stop work or whether you carry on work, uh, it, it's a supplement to your income when you're living and working abroad. So um, let's look at some of the different mechanisms. Okay. <clears throat> so in the UK, to get a full UK pension, you have to contribute for 35 years. Uh, you need to pay attention to times that you're unemployed, self-employed, married, uh, widowed, or, or in the in the dark past, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, you might have been paying a reduced wage rate because you were a stay-at-home mum. And you may not have got the full credit. Um, you might have worked part of a year, not registered for unemployment benefit, and, and, and therefore not had the national insurance credit. So it's well worth looking out for that. What you need is 35 years contribution to be able to uh, get the, the full UK state pension. Um, so you, you get that by doing uh, uh, a pension check with the UK uh, pension authorities. Uh, you can do that online, you can do it by phone, or you can do it by, um, uh, 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 by post. For expats living and working abroad, post is, is a slow but effective route. Um, and, you know, it, it can allow you still to get a claim on what that pension may be. There's a number of different rates at which you can pay. So if you're an employee in the UK, you're also a resident in the UK and, and you're paying national insurance. That's at the class one rate. Putting that to one side, there's three other uh, rates of um, national insurance. Class two is for self-employed people. It's a flat rate that you pay £163 a year at the moment. Um, class three is a voluntary contribution, the one that you would pay if you want to catch up. That's £824 a year. Um, and, and then there's class four as well. So if you're self-employed working in the UK, uh, there's an additional tax to pay on your income uh, for, for class four. So there's something to bear in mind uh, as well. So we're really mainly focusing on expats here, but the principles are right, whether you're a UK resident or, or expat. So keep listening and subscribe. If you're a UK tax resident, 
uh, and, and see what you get out of this because uh, there's a one-off opportunity coming up for all UK uh, uh, um, pension, state pension eligible people to get uh, uh, ensure that they get the full state pension in the, in the coming uh, two months. What what what? <clears throat> Let, let's take a look now uh, at how expats can contribute into that system. If you are a new expat coming to the UK, then before you can start work, you have to register for a national insurance uh, number. Once you've got that, you can start contributing to the system. That's your registration date. Now, that is the time that your 35 years start counting from. Um, so every year that you're working, every full year that you're working, uh, then you're going to get a credit towards a UK state pension. If you've got a minimum of 10, then that can, that can give you a UK state pension. If you go home, then in many instances, that, that UK uh, state pension credit can either be credited to your home uh, country pension, uh, or if not, it can still give you a small state pension from the UK, as well as from your home country. Uh, for more information and guidance on uh, getting state pension in different jurisdictions, contact us at propartnership.com. So um, what, what we'd like to do then is, is look at to the next level and say to you, um, what about expats that leave the UK? So when you join, you register for national insurance, 10 years, you start qualifying, 35 years, you get the full pension. If you leave the UK, now you may already have your 35 years by the time you leave. So if you start work at 16, um, then, then by the time you're 61, you could have your 35 years already. Um, I should not have said that. Um, by the time you're 51, uh, you, you have your your 35 years anyway. Uh, if you're, um, uh, it, 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 but if you, you haven't got that full work in history, if you're an expat that's worked offshore, worked abroad, worked in different countries around the world, you could have a very patchy history. You may have periods when you've not been contributing where you've worked and you've not contributed in the UK. So what, what's your situation then? How can you make sure that you get a, a full state pension? Well, the first thing you need to do is get a pension check and find out exactly how many years uh, credit that you've got in the bank already. Uh, this is an important thing that you can do, but you have to go along um, and, and register. If you need any help and guidance with that, our online product, uh, client service team can help you uh, get your illustration and find out how many years um, uh, to do that. Uh, with the end of the tax year coming up, if you wanted to take quick action on retrospectively, then obviously you may need to speed that process up and not be waiting around for, for postal deliveries. So if you've got a patchy history, you may well not have 35 years working in the UK because you've been working abroad in different places and different times. Uh, therefore, you've got the opportunity to, to make that up. So how can you make up your contribution years for uh, living and working abroad um, or all those missing years? Um, 
there's two ways essentially um one way is using the voluntary contribution rate which is class three uh this is 824 pounds a year at the moment uh, now normally you can go back uh, seven years you can go back the current year and six years so you can you can pay that for six years and it gives you an extra year now why would you do that well you would do that because the 825 that you pay per year you will get back in guaranteed pension within three years even if you're not getting a full pension it's still going to increase that 825 pounds that you pay in backdated contributions for national insurance will give you an additional 275 pounds a year pension which is index linked and payable for the rest of your life if you survive three years you get your money back if you survive six years you double your money there isn't a savings plan like that in the world at the moment uh, to get that that sort of return uh, on, on your investment it you know if you survive you put money in the bank you can get some pretty good rates relative to two or three years ago at the moment but still this is guaranteed income as long as you survive to retirement age and you keep living etc uh, etc et uh, because the estate pension will die with you and, and, and not come back uh, so that's class three that that voluntary contribution is open to everybody now if if you are working and you can prove that you're working in the uk you, you could backdate it with your class two which you should have been paying anyway but you, you could potentially backdate that um but um if you're going abroad to work and and and, and you've been contributing into the uk um now this you, you can continue to pay class two uh, and potentially class four but if you're going to work abroad and you're not earning income in the uk you're just paying class two and it does give you your state pension credit and that rate is 163 pounds uh, a year but to pay class two when you're living and working abroad you have to you have to start paying it as soon as you leave the uk within three years so uh, if you're a new expat, you should a new UK expat leaving the UK. You should consider contributing into Class Two to give you your pension contributions and maintain those up to date. For more information and guidance on that, contact us for a free review at ProPartnership.com. Um, if you've been abroad for more than three years, you can't do that. The, that door is already closed with changes that have happened in the past. Um, but what we, what we do understand is that if you're paying that 163, you still get the same effective state pension benefit. The state pension benefit uh, started uh, many years ago and it um, uh, started to be changed many years ago and, and it's still undergoing more change now. And this is what's coming up in April now. So for 163 pounds a year, you can get an extra 275 um a year pension uh, to backdate your contributions while you're, you're contract working abroad so let's have a look at what what the opportunity is um coming up for april 23 the changes on pensions over the last few years 
have been quite radical and, and more being threatened in terms of state pension. So at the moment, it's an index-linked pension, but the, the changes in contribution rates have been made and a window closes in April 22. If you have got... Um, um, if you, in the normal course of events, you can pay catch up for the last six years. So any expat today can catch up for the previous six years going back to 2016. You can actually go back seven years because you can pay back the last year. And once you've paid back last year, you can go back three years. So if you're a newly sell, uh, expat uh, abroad and, and you're two years abroad, you can still register now. You can backdate one year and then go back potentially another six years if you miss those years and those contribution years. Um, but the thing that's big thing that's changing is at the moment there's a, an option to go back to 2006-7 to, to update your, your state pension. That's an extra uh, 10 years. So at the moment, 17 years can, can be added to your UK state pension. Uh, which is not enforced necessarily to be tied in with any other pension scheme provider, uh, any other state pension scheme provider. So if you plan to relocate to the UK or you want to secure that UK state pension because you haven't got an alternative, um, you need to consider, um, first of all, have you got a full contribution history or will you get a full contribution history by the time uh, you reach UK state retirement age, that's 35 years. If you're missing years, do you want to back, back date and update those now? You may not have enough time to make the 35 years by contributing in the years ahead. So in which case you need to consider um, what you can do to uh, catch up. And at the moment, you've got a big opportunity to update by 17 years rather than 10. So is, is that an opportunity for you? As an investment, it's a good investment. Remember what we said, age to 24 years as a voluntary contribution, you get that money back in three years. Um, and, and although you're gonna lose this opportunity on 10 years worth of backdating now, you're still gonna have the seven years as well. So you've still got that seven years to catch up. So for 8,250 pounds today, you can guarantee you uh, an extra 2,750 pension uh, when you retire uh, from the UK, which is index linked uh, um, to, to prices. So it's quite potentially quite a good investment if you have that gap, if you have that gap. Now you may or you may not have that gap. Um, you know, uh, that, that's to be seen. And I say, we offer a free review for that if you, if you wish. Um, New expats have got that opportunity. So if you're expat less than three years, you've got the opportunity to do that. And what I mean by that is that you've got to have been in the UK for, for more than three years in the last three years. Um, so a UK expat who's come and gone, but has, has had a three-year spell in the UK within the last three years could still use this, the class two system to contribute. Otherwise it's voluntary uh, contributions. Um, Non-UK expats who've got some contribution history in the UK could potentially contribute into this to, to enhance their, their benefits as well <clears throat> um, while abroad. So the option is 10 years, the opportunity is gone after 
April the 5th this year. Uh, that will still leave you the option to do, make seven years. But any new expat relocating overseas should make that contribution um, and, and start making a class two to give themselves that safety net back in the UK um, when they come to their UK state retirement age. So let's wrap up what we said today. Um, there's a big window of opportunity at the moment for uh, expats or anybody with a working history in the UK to top up their pension by up to 17 years um, to make up for missing years contributions. You need to pay 35 years to get the full UK state pension of £185 um, a week, um, which, which uh, you can get by... Uh, um, by making the national insurance contributions if you pay one year of 824 pounds you will get an extra 275 pounds pension index linked for the rest of your life you can't beat that so it's a good investment um, but if you plan ahead over the long term while you're working abroad and maintain a class two contribution record then that gives you additional opportunities um, while, while, while living and working abroad um, <clears throat> new expats um, into the UK or out of the UK need to register, need to get that contribution update. Uh, new expats leaving the UK need to get themselves secured with a class two contribution while they're living and working abroad so they don't miss years and contribute in the future. For more information and guidance, contact us at ProPartnership.com. As we said, we, 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 we do work on a Twitter space as well at the moment. So you can watch us uh, there at Product Sam Says or this Living and Working Broad channel on, on YouTube. Uh, thanks a lot for listening. If you want any help from us, uh, we can help you as, as advisors. Um, but obviously, you can help get help directly from the government websites. But if you need help and guidance, we're here to assist uh, expats living and working abroad in the UK, the EU and around the world. Thanks a lot for listening. We'll see you next time. The ProAct Know-How, brought to you by ProAct.